This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heartsong Herbs. Heartsong Herbs is a farm and apothecary based in Athens, Georgia. They are proudly part of a growing movement of regenerative agriculture farming that prioritizes soil health to grow beyond organic. Founder Dana Nevins produces herbal tinctures and beauty care products with the vigor and potency of plants found as they grow in the wild right outside of her door. This high quality herbal medicine is available in two ounce formulas that aid in everything from immune support to anxiety relief. Find Heartsong Herbs at various Athens retailers or online at www.heartsongherbs.com. That is www.heartsongherbs.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cozy Bear Farms podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yerby, coming to you straight out of Athens, Georgia, and this is another bonus episode for you guys, and today it is a produce breakdown where I give a complete breakdown of a produce that most of you guys picked out earlier this week. So this episode, we're going to be breaking down the almighty tomato. So... Just to give a quick overview of tomatoes, tomato plants are a staple in the ag world when it comes to vegetables. Tomatoes are pretty much a really great summertime crop for any dish that you might have when you're cooking. And all over the world, tomatoes are used in any meals that you can think of. People really love using tomatoes because they're ripe, they're juicy, they add a lot of flavor to any dish. So it's no brainer that everybody wants to grow it. Especially since they are a super high seller too, but they are one of the hardest crops to grow. Everybody just can't stick a seed in the ground and get it going. So tomatoes are one of the hardest things to grow, but they're probably one of the most beneficial things to grow too. So if we're really going to break it down too, there are three different types of tomatoes that we're probably going to talk more in depth about. And we're going to talk about those large beefsteak tomatoes, the normal tomatoes that you see everywhere, the big giant red boys. We're going to talk about the cherry tomatoes, which are just a little, t- they're a little tiny round. They look like cherries, but they're tomatoes. And then we're going to talk about plum tomatoes. Plum tomatoes, most people might know them as Roma tomatoes. More of those tomatoes are used for salsa, but we're going to talk about those too. But before we get into talking about each single one, we're going to talk about how to grow a tomato plant. Now, whichever tomato you pick or whichever one you want to grow, they all grow the same. So let's break down how to grow it. So first thing first, you're going to need your soil mix. So again, either you can make your own soil mix, which I do suggest because it's a lot cheaper, or you can go ahead and buy already made soil mix, and I'll leave a link in the description of this show. If I was to buy it, I would go to Greenhouse Megastore and buy their Pro Mix. 
Again, Greenhouse Megastore does not sponsor this show. So I'm just telling you guys, this is the soil mix that I would buy. Or again, if you do not want to go through the whole entire hassle of trying to start a tomato plant, you can always go out and buy a tomato plant from either another farmer or nursery or anywhere else that somebody sells tomato plants if you don't want to go through the hassle of growing your own tomato plants. And if you do live in the Athens area, um, the best place I know to buy tomato plants, if you live in the Athens area, is probably Hearts on Herbs when she does her yearly plant sale. The plant sale is over now, but if you're looking for to buy tomato plants for next year, she probably has the best ones that I've seen. Um, so now, if you did do the soil mix method and you did start your tomato plants, starting them is going to be a lot harder too because they're going to need a lot of heat and they're going to need a lot of moisture. So when you're starting them in your greenhouse or in your house, make sure you put them somewhere where there's a lot of sun and there's a lot of heat coming to it too. So, cause it's not as simple as just sticking a tomato seed in the ground and then boom, tomato plant comes up. No. So if you are starting with the soil mix, remember to take your finger and press down like you're pressing a button and then put the seed in the soil and then cover it with more soil. And again, tomato seeds are really, really small. So you do not want to plant it so deep that it can't break through the soil. That's why I always say press down on it like a button and then have it shoot up. Press down on it like a button and then cover it so that it can break through a lot quicker. That's what I tried to say. Sorry. But now that you started your tomato plant, your tomato plant is growing. Yeah, your tomato plant is growing now and you're looking like, oh, sweet. My tomato plant is growing. Um, Now the next steps that you're going to have to do is called potting up. So for me, I know a lot of people when they get their tomato plant and they finally get bigger than the pot that they're in, they want to take it outside and plant it immediately. For me, a little quick pro tip is if you leave it in the pot as long as possible and then put it in another bigger pot and let it grow bigger and bigger and then put it in another bigger pot and let it grow bigger and bigger. Once you take it outside and put it in the ground, it'll be more established and usually you will get your production a little bit quicker and the plant actually does come out a little bit healthier because it's stronger than when it was if you would just put it in the ground right when it was right when it started to grow and, and outgrew the pot that it was originally in. So that method is called potting up. So again, if you're doing this and you're using the soil mix and you're using sale trays or you're using little pots, basically, so say you start your tomato plant in 72 sales and then after it got so big, potting it up, you would move it to the 36 uh sale trays which are a little bit fatter then you'll let it grow as big as possible in that and then you would move it to the one inch pots which are pretty much just a single pot but it's they call it one inch but it's pretty much bigger than one inch might be one foot i don't know um you can find all this stuff on greenhouse megastore too once you put it in that one inch pot and it gets as big as possible in that one inch pot then take it outside and plant it in the ground 
And planting in the ground is pretty simple too. You just dig a hole, uh, dig a hole, put the plant in the hole, bury it. Now another pro tip is the deeper you dig that hole and the deeper you put the tomato plant in, the stronger it will get too. So the stem, if the stem is in the ground, it will actually shoot off more roots. So the more roots that your tomato plant can get off into the ground, the better. So if you can dig a deep enough hole, I'm not saying dig like a six feet deep hole. I'm just saying like maybe a, I want to say a, um, if your tomato plant is as big as, like I said, to get it as, then maybe a uh, six inch hole and plant it in that. And that should do it. That should get you a big, strong tomato plant. So when you put it in the ground, try to dig a hole as big as that and put it in there and bury it and tuck it in. I know a lot of people will do, they'll just drop the tomato plant in there and then just brush the soil back over it. No, tuck it in there, make sure that it's packed in there. When I used to leave volunteers, I would always tell them, you wanna tuck the plant in like you're tucking your child in at night. Now again, everybody does not have children but that was one way I would say how to tuck the plant in. Just imagine that you have kids, if you don't have kids. Now that we got into the ground, now we gotta worry about watering. You wanna make sure you have a good, consistent water schedule. You don't have to water every single day, but every two days will probably be your best bet. If you're using drip irrigation, make sure the drip irrigation is, long, is running at least longer than I wanna say 30 minutes each day. If you're using overhead, run it for about, if you're using overhead, run it for about 20 minutes each day. And if you're just going out there with your uh, water pail, just give it a really, really good soak every two days. And then you should be fine. But then we're gonna move on to the more important part of when you're growing a tomato plant. So tomato plants do get hit with a lot of diseases. And most times when they get hit with diseases, it's because they don't have enough airflow down by the base of the plant. So we really wanna make sure that we prune at least the bottom five inches up from the ground of the tomato plant. Just so that when the base of the plant is growing and getting thick, it has good airflow. That good airflow will keep away a lot of diseases. Now, I know a lot of people say too, oh, what if, what if the leaves are touching? If the leaves are touching, that can cause disease too. The leaves at the top really don't matter that much. You really want to look at the leaves at the bottom because that's where a lot of the water is coming from. That's where you're going to have a lot more moisture down there too because of you're using drip or using overhead or whatever. That soil is hit, that water is in the soil. And if there's a clump of just, if there's a clump of just leaves and branches down there, you're going to get a lot more diseases and, and just going to be terrible times. Trust me. So make sure that you're pruning the bottom part of those tomato plants so that there's really, really good airflow, really good airflow. Now, the next thing, too, is when your tomato plant is getting bigger and bigger, you're going to need support. You're going to need some type of trellis. You're going to need some type of stick to hold it up because that tomato plant is going to get heavy. Now, there are two types of tomato plants. We have determinants where they only grow to a certain height and then they stop or intermediate where they're just going to keep growing and growing and growing like a giant vine. For determinate tomatoes, I would suggest doing the basket weave method 
where you put stakes in between every two tomato plant and then you're weaving yarn or string in between the tomato plants you can go on any youtube site or you can type this in anywhere to see how to do it's called basket weaving for tomato plants a lot of other people have different names for it but i just call it basket weaving through tomato plants type it on youtube you'll find it or i use this thing where i take uh fencing that you can buy from home depot or whatever it's usually fencing that cattle farmers use to hold in their cows or whatever I would take that fencing, I would cut it into pieces, and then I would wrap the fencing into like a makeshift cage, and I would have an individual cage for each of my tomato plants. Now, yes, that's a little bit more hard work, but that cage lasts for decades, and it gives a very, very good support system for your tomato plants. Um, now, if you're using intermediate, I would probably use the method of you have a string from some type of support system or beam and you wrapping it down that tomato plant and as it grows up, you just twirl it in that string so it just shoots straight up. There's also another method called lean and lower where you put the string on a hook and it's on a pole that's at the top of your greenhouse, a high tunnel house, or if you're outside, you made a makeshift pole out there and as the tomato plant is growing up, you would take that hook that's attached to the string and slide it down. And so the tomato plant will lean, will, will lower down and lean over and grow up. It's called lean and lower. I believe that's what it's called. I'm 99% sure that's what it's called, the lean and lower. So you would lean it and lower it over so that it can grow straight up. Now you can go on YouTube again and find how to do that because I know it's kind of hard to describe it through audio podcasts, but those are the methods that I would use. Or you can just go on YouTube and see how other people do it too. YouTube's a, a magical tool where you can find a ton of stuff like that. But I just know for tomatoes, you are going to need some type of trellis system. And so as your tomato plants are growing, make sure you hit it with some good nutrients. Make sure, um, again, you're watering good. If you're trying to figure out what kind of nutrients to give it, I always suggest using fish emulsion um neptune is a pretty good fish emulsion brand maybe hit it once a month you do not need to hit it every single week hit it once a month tomato plants usually take 70 to 80 days to grow so that's pretty much three months let's just say three months for it to grow and then maybe one extra month for the tomatoes to actually turn red. Now, the reason I'm saying hit it with fish juice and nutrients is so that the tomato plants can stay healthy because you're going to get it through processes where the tomato plants are going to look kind of dead or the leaves are going to get hit with some type of disease. And a strong, healthy tomato plant will probably beat out all of those diseases. Now, if you do get a disease on your tomato plants, fastest thing you need to do is prune off whichever leaves have the disease on them. If one tomato plant is just full-blown hit with disease, you need to pull that tomato plant and take it far away from your farm as possible so that that disease does not spread. But if you do good pruning, if you hit it with good nutrients, and if you have really good uh, a good water schedule, you really won't have to deal with diseases that much. So now three months have passed by. Um, you're seeing green tomatoes. You're like, oh, snap, I have green tomatoes. And then at the end of that fourth month, they start turning red. Now, when they turn red, this is when you're going to want to start to harvest them. 
And when your harvest is them, if you are doing it at your home and you're just a home gardener, you can just pluck those tomato plants right off the vine and you're on with your day. Now, if you are a farmer who's trying to go sell these to a farmer's market, then you kind of want to leave that little green stem on there. So I should just go in there with some pruners and just cutting it right at the stem so you can keep that uh, uh, that little green top at the top of it. It gives it a nice presentation at the farmer's market and people for some reason just like it because they think that it's... Uh, I, I guess it makes them think that it's uh, fresh and healthy, but I would do it that way. If you're selling to a restaurant, if you do it at CSA, do like the home gardener way and just pluck it straight off. Farmers markets are kind of weird because presentation is everything. So if, if you can't keep that little green top, that's fine. Uh, but if you can keep that green top on that tomato plant, that'll be even better. So that's how you grow tomato plants. That's the breakdown of it. We're finna move on over to how to sell tomato plants. If you're just listening because you want to hear that first overview and then how to grow it, you can stop listening now. Thank you guys for listening. Please hit that like and subscribe button. Now we're finna move over to the farmers and we're gonna talk about more how to sell each one. So thank you guys again for listening. If you're just a home gardener and you just want to hear the best way of how to grow a tomato plant, and how to keep it alive until your green tomatoes can turn red. Thank you guys for listening. Now we're going to move over to the farmers trying to sell this stuff. All right, farmers. So, again, there's three main sources of income for the farmers when it comes to selling anything that we grow. We have the farmers markets, we have the restaurants, and we have the CSA. There's a couple of other ones too, but we're just going to focus on those three. So, again, how to sell this stuff. If we're going to a farmer's market, if we're going to the farmer's market, and if you have them big beef steak, large tomatoes, there's two ways to do it. Either you can sell it by the pound, and I suggest, depending on whichever area you're in, I would sell it $3 by the pound. There's some places you can do it $4 by the pound. There's some places you can do it $5 by the pound, depending on the economic um, resources in whatever area you're in. So for me, we do $3 a pound. Everybody seems to like that price. Everybody stacks up on tomatoes and they're gone. Or you can do this where if you want to streamline your uh, farmer's market table because you're probably at a farmer's market where a ton of people are there and you need to get people in and out, in and out, in and out. You can put those large tomatoes in quarts, berry baskets, maybe put three or four in a quart, and then you can sell them either $3 a quart. So again, you can make the quart way out to a pound so that you know like, hey, this one quart is one pound, so that's $3. So these are two things you can do with that. If you wanna streamline it, you can sell them in a berry quart for $3 a quart. And another little pro tip, if you want to make people think they're getting a deal, then you can do this. You can say, hey, either one quart for $3 or two for five. So technically, when you're packaging this stuff up, everything is packaged to be worth $2.50. But since you're at the farmer's market, you're going to add on $0.50 cents because you want to get some money back. So that's how it rounds up to $3. So if you do one quart for three or if you do two for five, you're still making your money back. But that's if you want to streamline because there's a ton of people at the market. 
But if you have time to sit there and talk and you got time for people to like stack up all the tomatoes that they want, I highly suggest doing it by the pound. Usually you make a little bit more money when you do it by the pound because people just stack, 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 stack. And they spend a lot when they do it by the pound because they also get to pick too which tomato plants they want. Now, if you are doing cherry tomatoes, I would not suggest doing those by the pound because you're going to be sitting there all day. If somebody's sitting there trying to pick out how many pounds of cherry tomatoes they want. And plus, cherry tomatoes are not that heavy, so it's going to be a while before you hit a pound. If I was you guys, I would put them in pint-sized berry baskets, and I would sell them for either 3 or $4 for each berry basket. Now, you ain't got to put a whole smorgasbord of cherry tomatoes in those little pint baskets. You can just put a handful and just sell them and streamline them in and out, in and out, in and out. A good combo to go with the cherry tomatoes would be cucumbers. So if you have cucumbers at the table with some cherry tomatoes, you can really push on a cucumber salad and people will buy more of the cherry tomatoes because they're thinking, oh yeah, I can make a cucumber salad. So if you're selling it at Farm Market and you got cherry tomatoes, I will put them in berry pint baskets and sell them for either $3 each or $4 each, depending on wherever you're at. Now, if you have the plum tomatoes, those Roma tomatoes, those tomatoes, again, are, are really used for making tomato sauce or some type of tomato paste or salsa, stuff like that. So I would put those in quarts. And I would sell them for 4 to $5 because those things are multi-use. You can use them a lot. They're very high yielding. So you will have a lot of plum tomatoes sitting at your farm and people will spend money on them because that is the tomato that you would use to pretty much make tomato sauce and all the other stuff. Now you can use any of these tomatoes to make tomato sauce, but plum tomatoes are super juicy and they're the preferred tomato to use when you're making salsa or tomato sauce or tomato paste, any of that stuff. They're the preferred ones to use whenever you're doing any of that stuff. So, if I was you guys, I would put those plum tomatoes in quarts and sell them for 4 to $5. Now, a lot of people are going to think that's a lot of money, but it's not because if, if you go to restaurants, it's a whole different story. And that's what we're going to move on to next. So, if you're not doing farmer's markets and you're like, hey, I want to sell this to a restaurant. What are some good prices that I should set at a farmer's market? If you had them big beef steak tomatoes. I would sell them in 10-pound cases. 10-pound case is a giant box, 10-pound box of tomatoes. That's a 10-pound case, and I would sell that for $25 a case. Now, a lot of people are going to say 10 pounds. Man, that's a lot. I should be getting more than $25. 10 pounds is not a lot of tomatoes. Tomatoes are super heavy. 10 pounds can probably be a fourth of whatever you just picked off of a tomato plant if you really own your stuff. So I would sell them 10 pound, 10 pound cases for $25. Because believe me, at the end of the week, if you're using determinate tomatoes, at the end of the week, you're probably going to end up with 50 pounds. If you're using intermediate tomatoes, you're probably going to end up with 30 pounds at the end of the week. It just tomatoes are super high yielding and they're very, very heavy. Now, if you're using cherry tomatoes, again, I would do the 10-pound case again, but I would sell them for 40. Now, the reason you're going to sell those for 40 is because 10 pounds of cherry tomatoes, that is a lot. 
but you're going to want to make it worth your while. So 10 pounds is a good staple for the restaurant too. It's easier for them to say, okay, we're getting 10 pounds. That's it. Don't get all crazy with like six pounds, seven pounds to stick with 10 and sell it for $40 because that is a lot of cherry tomatoes. Those are a lot of cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes are not that heavy. So that's going to be a lot of cherry tomatoes. So yeah, 10 pounds for $40. Now, if you're doing the plum tomatoes, the plum tomatoes, again, a lot of people will buy those, especially if they do a lot of, I want to say, Italian dishes or stuff like that. If they're doing a lot of salsa kind of dishes, stuff like that. I want to make sure I'm saying the right one. But say you're selling to an Italian restaurant, they're probably going to buy a bunch of plum tomatoes. Those, again, put them in 10, 10 pound cases. They're heavier than cherry tomatoes. But they're not as heavy as large beefsteak style tomatoes. So those 10 pound case, sell them for $30 a case. Because you are going to get a lot. But again, they're not as heavy as large tomatoes. But they're, um, they're heavier than cherry tomatoes. So that should work out perfectly with a 10 pound case for $30. Now, let's move on to the CSA. This is CSA. The thing you need to do is a lot of people have this trouble of with CSAs is that they're kind of repetitive and they put the same stuff in there every single week. If you can with a CSA, if you are growing these three different types of tomato plants, I would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So if you're doing a CSA week one, put them large tomatoes in there. Week two, put the cherry tomatoes in there. Week three, put the plum tomatoes in there. Or if you are trying to do something where it's like this is kind of a kit for this week, I would mix and match different tomatoes together to say these tomatoes together can make a good salsa or these tomatoes together can make a good uh, um, tomato sauce or these tomatoes together can get you a good cucumber salad with the cucumbers that we put in there. I would mix and match and kind of make your CSA like a weekly kind of cooking kit. Because again, that CSA box is good for people so that they have a box full of vegetables so they can eat throughout the week. But the only problem is CSAs are super repetitive. So if you can make it a way to turn it into kind of like a kit, like a pasta kit or a salsa kit or something like that, where you can add stuff in there with the tomatoes so that they can turn the stuff into something else, that will be great too. So... Thank you guys for listening to the show. Thank you guys for listening to this bonus episode of the Produce Breakdown. Hopefully, this gave you guys a lot of insight on what you can do for your tomato plants. And hopefully, this gave you some insight for if you are planning on selling tomatoes in the future. Thanks again for listening. Hit that like and subscribe button. You can find me this Saturday at the Marigold Farmer's Market from 10 to 2 in Winterville, Georgia. The online farm stand at CozyBearMarketGarden.com will open this Sunday and you guys will be able to order your produce from me if you live in the Athens, Georgia area and it will be delivered to you uh, later that week. But again, thank you guys for listening to the show. Cozy is out.